Hey Van Bros, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin. On this special delivery, we distrust the finale of True Detective and the latest episode of The Walking Dead. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome internets to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. This is a special delivery episode of Fan Bros where we'll be covering the finale of True Detective and the latest episode of The Walking Dead. I like the way it, you said that, the finale. I like the, that. Yeah, the finale. Nice. It's your boy DJ Ben Amin in the place to be alongside my co-host. Yes, sir. Space Ghost producer Kimsonian on the check-in. What's up, Ben Amin? I'm good, man. I never really fully introduced myself as Ben Amin, the butcher of names, a.k.a. The William Shatner of hip-hop. That's right. But yeah, there we go. I'm here on Fan Bro Show, the premier podcast of geek culture presented by people of color. Yes, yes. That's right. And yo, Timsonian, let's get right into it, man. We had the finale of True Detective last night. We've been hyping this show since the start. That's right. I got to say, Ben, I mean, we were on it from the beginning. Nobody's really listening to us hard body like that, maybe, as, as much as some of the other outlets that covered it. But I got to say, Fan Bros was up on True Detective from day one. Word up. And I even feel like in the internet, you know, the blogosphere, the Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, I don't feel like True Detective is getting the love that it deserves, you know. But we've been talking about it since the beginning. Finale last night, uh, entitled Form and Void. Form and Void, yeah. And... Uh-huh. So finale that it was uh, seen by millions of people. It crashed the HBO Go app. Yeah, I saw that on the internet this morning. Um, Netflix is probably laughing their asses off right now. And there we go. Yeah. I mean, so I guess it was bigger than, you know, even though it's not getting the love, I guess in my, you know, Twitter world, I guess, you know, in the bigger world, it really is because, as you say, crashed the HBO Go app. Um, but what did you think of the ending, Tim Sony? So I have to say, um, I, I between last week's episode and this week, I had a chance to really think it over, and I had my expectations way low. I remember last week we said that what if it was all hype and we got like really you know let down by the by the finale, and I felt like um, I kind of lowered my expectations, and I gotta say I was really surprised um, and really enjoyed it. Um, it was the first time that I wasn't trying to be a detective because I knew that they had to wrap the show up. And so my, li- my, my watching, not my listening, but my watching was so much more relaxed and enjoyable in the sense that I could just let go of thinking as hard and just be transported by the story. And I got to say, they wrapped it up as good as it could have been wrapped up. You know, um, it, it was to me, it was it was probably the best way they could have wrapped up the 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 entire case, basically. Yeah. And I think they had a great line in the show. Um that you know makes a lot of points about everything that wasn't wrapped up is like when uh, Marty and Cole are talking and he's like but we didn't get the bigger people in this and he's like but we got our man and that's just how it happens in the world you know you don't always get everything like I still wanted to know more about what was going on with Marty's daughters you know and stuff like that but in the end you know you don't get everything like like Cole said earlier in the show nothing ever ends and there really isn't a resolution to everything Right. And I think the resolution comes between the relationship between Rust and Cole. I mean, uh, uh, Marty and Rust and, and how they can really 
you know, how they've changed and evolved over, you know, they started off as being two opposites and then somehow through this, they become closer. Um, one thing I got to say that the end, you know, because they kind of wrapped up the, the, the case pretty early in the episode, about 40 minutes in, they're wrapping up the case. So you still have about 15 minutes, what's going to happen. And this whole kind of epilogue or coda between uh, Marty and Russ, I thought was really something that I wasn't expecting. No, I, not I at know, all. You know, and I didn't know where they were going to go with it. But I, And again, Matthew McConaughey pulls it off. And I fell for it, you know, his whole soliloquy about his daughter and the void and, you know, kind of, you know, dying and should he have let go. I really bought it hook, line and sinker. And it really made sense to the entire series, you know. And so there was an emotional um, there was like an emotional note that I thought was really important that carried the whole thing and wrapped it up really nicely. Man, to say the least, like, yeah, I I feel you 100 percent on that. Like, I really didn't expect that. Because it's one of those things where I wasn't trying to look at the time as the show was going on because I know it's the last episode and I don't want to know how much time is left, you know, and how they're going to wrap it up. And then they get to the big fight, you know, scene where they're um, fighting. Uh, what's his name again? Er- um, Errol. Childress. Errol, Errol Childress? Yeah. Yeah, well, Errol Childress and the great fight with him and his whole line about, you know, take off your mask as he's opening up, you know, Rust. And, you know, then him getting his head blown off and that old thing. And that then, was crazy. I was like yelling at the screen like, nah, not Russ. <laughs> I was like straight yelling like, no, because he cut him good, man. Oh, he cut man. Him really yeah. good. He got him. And that was a great shot of him lifting him over his head to see, you know, so you could see how big and strong he was. That was man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they cast the perfect killer. There yep. was this guy was like on so many levels the perfect killer. And then can we talk about Carcosa and like what that is? And then the yellow King and all these like kind of, you know, how do we, you know, how it all wrapped up just in a shot, you know, you didn't need mm-hmm. all this explanation, but yeah, you were saying, no, no, that was perfect. I mean, like you say, you didn't need all this explanation. And also, you know, just even before you see the real Carcosa, just how he's living with his half sister or whatever. And, you know, just all the griminess and grossness that that entailed. And I and love then, the fact, yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Like, what I love the fact is that they don't really harp on it. Like, I don't need to know this guy's inner, you know, sanctum until the last episode, actually. They play yep. that so well. And, you know, the writer, Nick Pizzolato, was always saying, like, I'm not really interested in serial killers. Like, I'm mm. not interested in the, the glorification of a serial killer. And it's... So honestly, yeah, right. Story-wise, you got to put it all in the last episode. And you don't need, you know, eight episodes to draw out some, like, really gory kind of, you know, spooky thing. You can put it all in one episode. And I thought it was a really interesting economical way to get your points across and still have, you know, an emotional note that carried the whole series, you know, and um, really, really well done as far as I was concerned. No, that's a great point you mentioned, too, because I didn't even know that about him. But that's like something that I really love now that you've pointed that out is that they didn't glorify the serial killer because I feel like, you know, that's done in, you know, violence and, you know, depravity and whatnot are glorified way too much in a lot of films about serial killers and whatnot. Like, I love Silence of the Lambs. Right. But at the same time, you know, Silence of the Lambs is all about Hannibal Lecter. It's not about anybody else. And... Then even then, not even Hannibal, but the main killer is so shown. And that's what the part that really disturbs me in that movie is him, you know, and his whole put the lotion on and all that. Right, 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 right. Well, I think what's great about True Detective is that it is 20 years after Silence of the Lambs. So it's like, 
you know, they can't go back to that. You know, he's mm-hmm. smart enough to know, like, there's another there's another way to play this. Again, yep. just all around, I felt like they hit all the right notes. I mean, that was that was one of the scariest episodes, period, that I've seen. When he's going into Carcosa, and I'm like, you know, Rusty just keeps going and keeps going. And he, it, he I'm kind of like, you know, you're not really being prudent right now, you know? Yeah. And it's like him going deeper and deeper into this darkness. Like, he, it's not just that he's chasing this guy. What else is he chasing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what it was for him, you know? As soon as he started running after him, I'm sitting there like, okay, they are so not doing this by the book. Like, why didn't they just stand back and call in the force, you know, and everybody to come rushing in? But then you realize, you know, it's more like you just said, Rust is off on his own thing. Like, you don't even know when he's joining the Carcosa. Like, those voices he's hearing, are those, are he re- is dude really calling to him, or is he just hearing that? That's really interesting, because I was like, since when did Errol become, like, a god, and he could speak, <laughs> you know, or there must have a serious miking system in Carcosa, where, like, the dude somehow snuck in these dope speakers, some Bose system, like, wireless speakers. Errol's got, right. got the booming system. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, where did that come from? But I gotta say, you, you know, I, I wasn't mad at it, and I bought it, and that's definitely the, the point where the episode goes from kind of you know super reality into this kind of weird you know rusty world or kind of this other you know void world and culminates with him being stabbed and or right before he's stabbed actually he sees that that kind of vortex in the sky you know because he keeps seeing things right yeah the vision of the cosmos even marty keeps asking him you still seeing things and he's like yeah well that doesn't really go get better you know, and so right at the crucial moment when he could defend himself, he see he's like, you know, he sees this this whatever. Right, the cosmos oh, yeah. is like that's funny. Let me uh, make a shout out to LOYC real quick because me and him have this thing about the moment of clarity okay. that people have in uh, movies and films and TV shows. But it's like you usually see it in Star Trek movies, right? Like right before the villain, there's a second. There's always a shot of them right before their ship blows up. And it's like they always have this look on their face, oh, you know, yeah, where they're yeah, where they're like yeah. realizing, you know, like yeah, everything like, that went wrong in their life to lead them up to this point. You know? like, yeah, right. It's either I'm sorry or I'm cooked or I'm fucked, yeah. or, right? And then it explodes. But it's like right. you know, I should have gone to Starfleet. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So the moment of clarity, you know, and it's like Rust even had that. You know, he had the he saw the. You know, the vision of the cosmos right before he gets stabbed and everything. So it's like he even saw it. So yeah, shout out I, I, to LOIC yeah, in the moment of clarity right there. That's funny. That's funny. The moment of clarity definitely, you know, reveals itself. It's also the moment where, you know, he, he he's basically going to lose his life, you know? Yeah, so that's like, what I mean. Yeah, it's the yeah, moment of clarity. Journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- but that's that was the, the part that I wasn't ready for. I wasn't sure. I mean, I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to go down like that. Man, um, yeah. You know, so... But then, yeah, one last time to wrap it up um, on True Detective, the wrap up of the whole thing was great, like with Marty, I mean, with the shot of Russ in the hospital when he's first recovering and watching the TV and seeing Tuttle get off, and then Marty, you know, taking him outside for the cigarette and all that. Like you said, you really didn't expect that kind of wrap up to the show, and then them walking off into the sunset basically on this, like, odd couple whatever thing that you know it's that was just something you really wouldn't expect and yeah 
Yeah. People are going to be begging for like you know a spinoff series or whatever or a sequel to it, but I hope they just leave it right there. No, that. they're like, they're going to um, leave it right there. McConaughey said he's not coming back, and Pizzolatto yeah. said they're trying to go into another direction. He's already writing. He's hinted that he's writing. I'm really amped to see what's happening. Um, I read this interview where he said he just swung for the fences on this one. He he stayed up like. I don't know, weeks upon weeks or something like this to create the mythology of this thing. It's so layered, and he said he can't let people down for the second season. They don't know exactly what they're going to do, or I think he's just trying to keep it under wraps. But, uh, yep. you know, we'll definitely stay tuned, and we're excited to see where where it ends up. He does say that, uh, I've read recently that he says that he has a character for the second season that he loves as much as Cole. So, nice. you know. Nice. Yeah, yep, so uh, stay tuned on that. But, um, yeah, shout out to everyone involved in True Detective. Y'all pulled it off fantastically. Yeah, you know, great ending to a first season. You're looking at her on the sky, I think. How's that? I want to say it was only dark. Other than that, we have to cover The Walking Dead tonight. So, All um, right. Yeah, latest episode was entitled Alone and mainly featured around Bob. Yes, should have been called Bob, basically. (laughs) I mean, that prologue, I mean, set it up, you know, and I was like, wow, I I didn't know he was, you know, I thought it was the future. It turns out that this whole prologue about Bob being by himself is the past. I thought that was a pretty tricky one. Um, Right off the bat, I know last week I was hating on The Walking Dead because it focused mainly on Beth and... uh, and um, Daryl's uh, kind of their whole adventure in, into redneck whatever redemption or something, but uh, <laughs> but uh, this episode was exactly what game. I wanted. You know, this was the episode where we're cutting back and we're seeing the different parties and we're seeing where everybody's going, and it just moved a lot quicker for me. And it also I thought was like really good. Um, we got to see uh, a little more of Sasha's story. We got to see. Uh, you know, basically Bob's whole backstory and uh, his whole phobia about being alone and how it doesn't pay off in the zombie apocalypse to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, strange alliances and, and all that. Um, thought it was a really good episode overall. Anything jump out at you uh, in particular? Um, yeah, I thought it was a good episode. You know, it's one of those episodes that was a little bit slower, not as much zombie killing, which I can appreciate sometimes. You know, because I don't like all the zombie killing. Even though they had the great moment with Daryl, you know, getting put in the corner. That was hot. Yeah, that was definitely a great action sequence. Downstairs, yeah. And in a funeral home, no less. I mean, I'm surprised they hadn't touched on that before. That was that must have been a great (laughs) writing session where the guy was like, we're going to fucking go off in a funeral home, son, in the zombie apocalypse. It's like extra death. You know what I'm saying? Like, they must have fucking got extra soft drinks on that that writer's meeting or whatever. More cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, man. Somebody got a high five. Yeah, get a bonus snort for that one exactly. uh, <laughs> yeah so overall i thought the episode was good i like seeing bob you know more i'm glad he still hasn't gotten murked out um it's still like this ending of this season it's like you know i don't know it's there's been no real clear threat you know it's becoming more like where they're searching for uh sophia again and you know looking for a little girl in the bar and you know everybody's looking for each other and it's cool i guess 
you know, I like the moments. Uh, I like Daryl uh, meeting up with the, I don't know what to call them, you know, the hunter killer gang or whatever. Right, right, right. The cats who were actually um, in uh, two episodes ago when um, Carl. Oh, so and we're Michelle. assuming that those are the same dudes. Yeah, same cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, hmm. Yeah, I won't give a spoiler from the comic then. I'm just no, going to leave it don't. at that. No, please don't. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. But that definitely, I'm wondering if this is, you know, true to the comic and what happened in the comic around this time. Okay. That could, Yeah, that could definitely be interesting if it does play out with the Hunter Killer Gang. And, you know, we'll see some dope stuff if that is the case. Cool. Because I've been wondering lately, especially last night I was watching, I was trying to figure out how true, you know, once again, they're staying to the comic. Because it's strained so far now that... It's hard to tell, you know, anything if I could even say any spoilers because I don't know what's going on really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, well, you know, I thought I thought again, like it moved well. We jumped back and forth. We I, I got a few, you know, oh oh shit moments, you know. Um, and I think that's what makes a good episode. At the same time, you get these. I, I felt like it was the happiest Walking Dead episode I had ever seen. Everybody at the end, there's so much hope. You know, yeah, right. Glenn actually sees Maggie's right sign. And so it's like everybody's just on their way to Terminus. And, you know, who knows what that is. But but basically, I, I thought there was a lot of hope in this episode. It was like a real happy ending, like real Spielberg type ending where everybody's just in a good mood and walking hand in hand. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So it's probably going to go all downhill from here. I hope. Because, I, yeah. yeah, I hope. I hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. All right, so, um, and, you know, as we wrap this episode up of Special Delivery, let's give some shout-outs to what else we should be uh, peeping on TV as True Detective is ending. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really sad, I have to say, because True Detective was one of those TV events that, you know, only comes around but so, so many times. And um, so I'm kind of like, uh, what am I going to look forward to right now? Um, I got to say, I've been hanging in there with Helix. Everybody, check out Helix on Sci-Fi. Um, it's getting towards the end it's getting really good um i forgot to say that jerry ryan was in it for a couple of episodes um from uh uh next generation she kind of uh she was an interesting character um but yeah definitely check out helix and fanbros let us know if you like it um maybe we can cover a couple of episodes before it wraps up uh anything you watching ben what are you checking out uh, Resurrection premiered last night on ABC. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I'm definitely going to peep it today. And I'll speak on it, you know, this week on the regular Fanbro show and then more on, you know, special delivery. Next week we'll be covering more on it. I've heard it's pretty good. It's worth watching. Okay. Uh, Fanbro's out there. Let us know what it's all about. I'm going to go. Don't hit down. me with any spoilers, though, please. You know, not just yet. Uh, I still haven't got into House of Cards. I know that's pretty much passe at this point as everybody's done with it. So, Game of Thrones is returning next month or end of this month, I think. Yeah, that's going to be the big one, man. I think everybody's just waiting for that. HBO, big up because, you know, you end with True Detective and then literally we get like a two or three week break and then you got season four coming up. And they're just mm. teasing the hell out of this season, too. They're just like releasing a, tra- a new trailer every week. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Oh, uh, man, I saw the one last night, and they have the dragons are, like, looking really full-size finally. Or maybe not full-size, but, you know, grown enough to really put in some work now. So Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, fan bros, let us know what else we should be peeping out there. Special Delivery will continue next week with more Walking Dead coverage, probably some Resurrection coverage, and, you know, whatever else you let us know in the comments. 
Hit us on Twitter at DJ Ben Amin, at Fanbros Show, at Kimsonian. Also, remember to subscribe on iTunes, like us on Facebook, you know, find our SoundCloud.com slash Fanbros page and like us on there. Subscribe right there, too. Leave some comments on there. Hit us on Fanbros.com. Anything else, Timsonian? Well, it's the egg. Keep staying tuned because we got some giveaways coming up too. So um, yes, yes, on fanbros.com, lots of new articles, lots of new giveaways, some contests coming up. I think uh, hit us with your fan woes questions. I got to shout that out as well. Yeah, fan woes. So if you have any woes in your life and you 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 think the fan bros can help you out, send it in. We'll deal with it on the show. All right, well, that's it for this episode of Special Delivery. This has been your boy, DJ Ben Amin, alongside my co-host. Yeah, yeah, Space Ghost producer, Kimsonian. That's right, so catch us right here next week, and peace out, fan bros. Peace. Special delivery.